Hello and welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. When we're back again, and this time we have a special guest, Dr. Orville Rocca. Welcome to the Dead Air Dudes podcast. Hello, Mr. Izzy. Hello to all Dead Air Dudes Nation. I must tell you, as head pathologist of the Division of Umbrella, I'm here to talk about the zombie virus versus the fungus seen in the television show and the video game, Last of Us. All right. Now, if you guys don't know, welcome one and all to the Dead Dead Dudes. And we, on this episode, are going to discuss what is worse, the zombie outbreak or the zombie virus and the fungal viral you know, contagion or whatever you want to call it, from The Last of Us, as now seen on HBO Max, as well as the Sony video game Mega Hit. Where obviously the show stars um, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, Bella Ramsey, sorry, among others. And we're currently through episode two. I do believe an eight to nine episode season in which supposedly the the whole season is going to entail the first game. So, uh, Dr. Rocca, please uh, take it away. So we're talking about fungus. What is a fungus? Why is fungus different than plants? Why is fungus different than virus? Better, worse, what? What? What is a fungus? There's about 144,000 species of known fungus. Although my colleagues would argue there's about a million different species out there. Some are one of the oldest organisms on earth. They mimic plants. They also mimic some animal cells, which is why they're categorized as eukaryotes. I'm trying to keep this less scientific heavy for everyone to understand. Of course. Now, in the show itself, the doctor in 1968 or whatever was warning against this to be the fearsome pathogen, not viruses, not bacteria. Exactly. And the reason he gave is because they are highly adaptive. Yes. They are a higher complex organism than both viruses, bacteria, and what other people don't know much of, but even less, prions. Have you ever heard of Mad Cow? Yes, I have heard of Mad Cow. Jakob's Kruzfeld. That is a strain from... Zoom-tide. Prion is smaller. fragments of proteins, even smaller than the DNA in a virus, but they wreak havoc. You ingest some tainted meat, and in 20 years... You go mad. Much like zombies. Before we go into the discussion of fungus, let's go into viruses. What is virus? You hear COVID-19, AIDS, um, all different viruses. Common cold. Common cold. Influenza strand. All these viruses are strands of DNA, RNA. They hijack a cell. They get in there. They use the cells mechanisms, exhausted organs, and the, the energy to pump out 
replicants of itself until that cell is dead. It made so many babies and it affects the next cell and the next cell until that organism is either dead, uses existence, or defeats it, but it still uses it to contaminate other beings. What are some really crazy forms of virus outbreaks that mimic a zombie outbreak? The biggest one everyone can point to is, is rabies. Of course, rabies. I think I saw the movie. And rabies has no cure. You can stop it if you get treatment within 24 hours and 48 hours. You still have it for the rest of your life. Poor, but, Cujo. Poor Cujo. Poor Cujo. But what, is, what does rabies make a person? Rabid. Lose their mind. Salivate at the mouth. Go crazy. Zombie-like. There's a sleeping sickness. I don't know if you've heard of this. Spread by the titsy fly in sub-Sahara Africa. Again, caused by a virus. Fever, joints, pain, itching, headaches. Until you progress to poor motor coordination, confusion, behavioral changes, sleep disturbances, and you act all weirded out like a zombie. So are you, are you saying that there are real zombies out there, doctor? I'm saying that there are viruses that are inducing zombie-like behavior. And with the help of some genetic help and engineering, they can be manipulated to cause zombie-like behavior. Like you guys did in, uh, in Umbrella. No comment. Back to the fungus. Fungus is more complex. They live in any kind of environment. Now, what's the biggest thing they said in the Last of Us opening scene with the doctors? The warning is not the fungus will take over. The warning was, we're doing too much damage to the earth that global warming will contribute to the fungus at some point being left unchecked. Yeah, because they were mentioning something to the effect of uh, that fungus cannot survive at a certain temperature and, you know, or has to survive after at a certain temperature. And since global warming is increasing the temperature, it it makes it, what, I guess, the breeding ground or a more adaptable environment for said fungus, fungi? Yes. Now, what they, they're not 100% correct, accurate. There are some fungi that have been identified. Oh, doctor, come on. It's a freaking TV show. They are identified in very hot already, I'm saying already, in hot tropical environments. Also, there's been some fungus identified in Antarctica and the Arctic Circle. Sub-zero. Now, I'm saying it's not just a TV show. I'm saying the possibility is already there. We are at a healthy state, 96.8 degrees Fahrenheit. Supposedly around 94 degrees, the fungi don't really like it. They check out. A two or three degree difference. If they were to adapt to that, then they can adapt to our body. Here's another thing. Like, that someone, like, like, like in the show. Here's another thing that goes in favor of uh, of fungus already 
in everybody invading human habitat because they already attack animals and plants. I am drinking here a beer. This is made from wheat that's been fermented by yeast. Yeast is fungus. Anybody who's ever consumed bread, it's made by fungus. Anybody who's ever eaten a mushroom, it is a fungus. Fungus Mush is everywhere. Anyone's yep. had athlete's foot, fungus. So fungus is already everywhere, everything. Now, the producers of the video game had noted that they saw uh, a television show way back when here we go. BBC's Planet Earth 2006. A zombie ant fungus. Which was part of the Cordyceps species. The same species in the video game and on the movie. If you watch this episode and if you see video, it's eerily similar to the clickers that you see in the movie. What they do is they invade the ant, they use the ant to spread its spores, basically gutting the ant from the inside out, controlling the brain. Right. To bring the ant to more, more humid areas or less humid areas or to spread it to different areas or to feed or whatever. It is more than the virus, a smart functioning zombie Controller. So bottom line, in your professional opinion, is the fungus worse than the virus or is the virus worse than the fungus? In my humble opinion, in all my bioengineering research, which I didn't do, absolutely. Not only is it exquisite, it's beautiful. Interesting. The second thing that you saw, which is very clever and scientifically based, <clears throat> when the dead soldier who's already infected. By the way, spoilers, uh, spoilers on some of the episodes, episodes one, episode two. And if you haven't uh, <laughs> seen the show, please check it out. So continue, Raka. I mean, um, Dr. Raka, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. When he touched the earth and connected with the main colony of the, the the fungus right cordyceps it triggered like an echolocation he was acting like a gps possibly sending feedback where when how many people come now some signal the viruses and zombies and the horde and everything like that except for one of that that really pathetic um uh, zombie show way, way, way back. They don't communicate that way. No, the other one, the other one where they had mind control and the whole thing. <clears throat> they don't communicate that way. The nation? Yes, the nation. This is a thinking, um, maneuvering, reacting as a whole, as a colony. You don't see that. That's, I dare say, use the word intelligence. Would you say it's like 
A hive mind, maybe? A combination of a hive mind, of course, powered by what every species on Earth has is the will to survive. Borg, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry, wrong, wrong, uh, wrong, um, you know, show. Survive and reproduce. Fascinating. Now, in all, in, in all seriousness, we, it was, there's a couple things that they, that the, that the producer of the show, and which actually Neil, Neil Drunkerman also wrote, like the, was one of the the primary writer on the on the game. Um, well, there's a huge difference between the game and the show on how the spores, how how the fungus interact with humans. In the game, the, the, there's spores all around, but the spores actually stay in localized areas, which the characters have, you know, can. Go in and out, but if they did that in the series, it would be a little messy, and then little, you know, it wouldn't. They wanted there limitations to it. Exactly, they want to ground it as as much reality in the fiction as possible. So, therefore, which you probably, obviously, you know, they use they you came with the idea of the tendrils. You know, exactly. In a bite, in a cut, and when whatever else, which they did bite in the game as well, obviously, but it's more of a like a that you know, like a squirmy, you know, wormy like tendrils, and which is exactly what, as you mentioned, with the the soldier when he went down, and all you see saw all the tendrils come out, which connected to the earth and all the rest of the fungus, which in turn called everybody, and you know, she went cray cray. So I mean, I mean, now to go into the deep dive of the series itself, if you take um, the first and second episode together as a whole, notwithstanding the video game, because both of you and I have played the video game, right? It 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 constructed great drama, yeah, and it intermixed it with science, right? And the only way I could say this is to compare and contrast The Walking Dead. They had that one episode with the scientists, which told you nothing. Here. They're telling you everything. See, but the problem with the walking Z in the comparison to the Walking Dead, and you know, I don't want to. Episode is not about what's 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 better, what's worse, Walking Dead, and or the Last of Us. But we use the Walking Dead as the example, as it was the the at the forefront of the zombie genre at the time. Okay, especially early on. But it's also. They chose not, as you mentioned, not to say anything, not to explain anything, because they left it up to the viewer and or the reader to determine what caused the zombie outbreak, the zombie apocalypse. And the story is not so much about the zombies as it is more about humanity, survivors. the survivors, who they themselves are the walking dead. Now, similar to this, though, these are about the survivors. Of course, but you have a more formidable, more realistic, <clears throat> more scarier because it's actually rooted in science that theoretically it actually can happen. Can happen. And if you watch that zombie it cannot happen. At least not the way not the way they're 
you know, shown and described in The Walking Dead or Z Nation or, you know, Black Summer or, you know, on and on and on and on. No, but what it, the science part does... the corpses, that will never happen. No, but what the science part does in the first episode and the beginning of the second one, it kind of adds a little bit of completeness to it. Of course. And and what the whole thing is fictional, but by adding that, you you embed a little bit of credential, yeah. right? And that makes it even more fearful, like you just said. Because it was a formidable enemy, and it's like, oh, it's an enemy that can really happen. You know, now the, the drama and the acting and everything, and then the finality and the seriousness that everything takes place has <clears throat> been fantastic. I think the the characters and how they develop and how they're presented, maybe, I know um, Bella takes a big beating here, but they're all believable characters in their story arcs to this point. You know, um, Pedro Pascal's character is so bitter and resentful. Why? But why does Bella take a beating? I don't know, really. I think she's fine. She's a bit of a smart mouth. Maybe you want to hate her, but she's the su supposed savior of humanity because of her immunity. I don't know. Um, I think she's fine. Uh, I am more captivated by Pedro's character and how things are played out. Um, I as not too much uh, compare and contrast with The Walking Dead. I fall back to the video game, yeah. just like people who watch The Walking Dead fall back to the comic book. I fall back to the video game, and I do have to hold myself back because I know they're two different entities. So far, it's been extremely similar, though. I mean, they they, they they've lifted straight scenes, straight cut scenes from the game into the into the show which has been ridiculously good but um and it's garnered the highest uh one of the highest hbo uh watch uh viewing crowd it was it was the highest turnout from episode one to episode two in the yes. HBO, which is kind of crazy considering they've had a multitude of great <laughs> shows arguably some of the best shows of all time have come in one way or another form through HBO. And, and HBO, to their credit, has always been very smart and tactical. There's nothing else comp competing right now at all. Not even close. I mean... There's some good shows, but nothing nothing with the same kind of buzz to fill this time slot. It's brilliantly placed. You could easily say, oh, this should have been in Halloween. No, this is... This owns the airwaves right now. No, it's... It, look... They were very intelligent at the at the moment they put it. They actually rushed it, and they got the right showrunner. So far, so far, so good. It. I mean, I played the game years and years ago, so I remember a lot of it. But in bits and pieces, I would have liked to have played the game again. You know. Well, my friend, I am playing the game again. Are you playing it in four K though on the PS Five? Oh, that's a shot to my knees and my wallet. No, no, I didn't mean, I didn't mean like that. I, I meant damn you, man. They, they, they did remaster it. So they, uh, what? Um, listen, as, but the gameplay is the same. And you know what? And that was probably the biggest flaw for me in the game was the gameplay. And don't get me wrong. The gameplay was great. But check this out. I played it right after I played Uncharted 2 which is arguably the best game in the history of Sony. 
okay, next to this, right? And all the things that Nathan Drake did in, not to get too crazy into video games, in the game, jumping and climbing and doing all those things, you can't do those things in The Last of Us because it's limited on purpose as survival horror akin to Resident Evil. They don't have supernatural powers. You don't they're, have freaking regular guns and bullets everywhere. You know, you have to run. You have to escape. You have to be quiet. You can't just... Well, that's why the translation to the screen is different. Because he takes a million shots, right? And he has health packs and he heals. You can't take that many bullet shots in the real world. Well, of course not. You know, um, what... What I have to commend them is they've captured the essence of the video game and translated, in my opinion, exceptionally well to the screen. Also to the point that if you never played the video game and you had no idea what it was about, you're captivated by the series. No, and and the best thing that I can tell you or the, the best seal of approval that I can give to you, to you guys, to HBO, to Sony, is that there's at least... You know, three co-workers who I've mentioned to the show and they haven't seen it, but all of a sudden now they watched it and now they're interested in playing the game See? because of the series. I mean, it's just, you know, one of the best shows, beginning, beginning, beginnings of a show that, you know, that I've seen. And people might say, oh, it's a bit slow, it's a bit kind of middling in no, the whole thing. You know what? Well, I mean, hey, that's build up, man. Deal with it. For no for no reason whatsoever. I guess there was just nothing on. Beginning of the year, I rewatched the first three episodes of The Walking Dead season one. And I didn't mean it at all. I did not intend it to be a compare and contrast to this. I know this was coming. But I just had to put it on. Rocker must it have been was on very, very bored that night. Very, very bored. Uh, you know. But the first two episodes, actually the first episode kind of dragged. But dragged in a good way. It's a complete... Really? Anyone, I, I, I'll say this, I'll compare this to anyone, I'll argue with it till the cows come home. The first season of The Walking Dead is arguably the best season of the whole series, one and two. After Darabont left the show, the show became Absolutely. different. Tanked. Completely different. And I won't say tanked because even up until the governor and all that, it was still great. It lost its horror edge. Oh, yes, it did. Yes, 100%. And that's the biggest thing for me. Once he left, it lost that horror edge. It became more of a I hate to keep using this. It became more of a uh, maintaining soap opera with the horror and the the, the survivalness and the savagery of human nature in the backdrop. In the very beginning, I understand why the first episode goes a little slow because you know Rick is he just woke up. He he doesn't know what the hell is going on. He walks out, but he doesn't see a zombie for miles until he gets hit in the head and and, and stuff. And Dang. then he gets dragged in. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay. But just like um other horror movies and such, right out of the gate, this gets this series gets um it gets thick. 
it gets moving. It gets desperate. You know where things are. We're talking 20 years post-event where new regime, new politics, strife. Uh, you're at the mercy of, of, of whoever's in charge. You have some rebels. And you have desperate situations with... Oh, no. It, it's... it's, it's an adult show with um, lo tragic losses and not many wins. It's the way it should be. There's a flicker of hope. Still think, yeah, I still think to a degree, and again, I keep, we keep going back to Walking Dead because we can't go back to Resident Evil. No offense. Um, I think that Walking Dead, it was like almost day before the quarter. They had to kill someone every so often. But for the most part, everyone was safe. You know, here, I mean, geez, it's the apocalypse and there's freaking fungus running around. It's. There's some great scenery, some great special effects. Yeah. I mean, um, especially for those that play the video games, once you have these long shots and these pan views of iconic scenes in the in the gameplay, you you get a little, you get that warm fuzzy feeling deep down inside. You get teary eyed. And one last thing, without really going full frontal spoiler, um, kudos to the heroic, tragic end of one of the main characters already in episode two. I thought that was. I mean, for twenty-four gun salute, that was that was man meter times ten. That was great, and you couldn't even cheer that person on. You couldn't. It was like, okay, let's go. I was damn. Obviously, if you guys did not see what what Rock is talking about, I mean, you know, spoiler alert, you know. So, but uh, yeah, you know, but all in all, hey. It, no more accolades. Nothing else I could say. Let let it go on to episode three. Eight out of five out of ten. I, I mentioned that in a couple in my quick reviews. Um, I'm I'm all in. Let's go. I'm all in again. Let's go. I know we made a little light of this, but it does seem more realistic that if fungal outbreak happened than a viral one, we hope none of this really happens in real life. We've been through too much pandemic shit, but right now, get lost in the imaginary world. Of the Last of Us, I'm Doctor Orville Rocca, and I'm uh and I'm Apprentice Izzy. <laughs> Please comment, like, and subscribe <laughs> as usual. Save the whales. Oh, please comment. Thank you. <laughs>